Good morning. This is Eileen Epps Hamilton within the Word Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of Morning Reflections, where we help you begin your day with God. Well, today we are going to wind up our study on strategic prayer, and we're going to focus on engaging strategic prayer. And that's the second part of what we began on last week. Remember, we said that strategic prayer is prayer through which a person joins God as he works out his grand strategy. In doing so, we are praying not for our results, but for the results of God in his work and for his kingdom. We summarized that there were two basic types of strategic prayer. One is defensive, which we call intercessory, and the other is offensive, which we call warfare. Last week, we talked and spent most of our time around strategic prayer as it dealt with warfare. We summarized that many times we, including we being the church, do not get involved in that type of prayer because it's more difficult. Uh, We think that it's practiced by those outside who do deliverance ministry and because, you know, we just have not received any training on that. We recognize that living on planet Earth in these last days, it really is a battleground, a battleground in which we need to engage in more warfare prayer. Today we're going to talk about um, how do we set the stage and how do we prepare for strategic prayer. The first and most important is preparation, which means pray before you pray. Nothing long or detailed, but asking the Holy Spirit to direct our prayers where they are most needed and that align with God's will. Remember the prayer primer always began with the Holy Spirit. After preparation, it is important to listen. By listening, we are joining with God at the heart. By heart, I'm not speaking about the emotions only, but that intuitive part of us which instructs our mind and our will. That intuitive part. It is a place of union with God. It is not an easy thing to do because, of course, we have come from a fallen place, but now since we have been realigned and reconciled with God, we are in a position to really listen to what he is saying to us in prayer. For more information on that, I invite you to go to our website, itwministries.org, and search among the podcasts for listening prayer, engaging in a prayer field life. So there's preparation, Pray before we pray, listen, and finally confession. It is important that we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any sin or areas in our lives that may interfere with our prayers. Top of the list, of course, is unforgiveness and secondly, willful disobedience. In Mark eleven twenty two twenty six, Jesus instructs his disciples on prayer. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you 
your trespasses. If you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So that sin of unforgiveness is there. With reference to willful disobedience, I like Hebrews 10, 26, 31, and I'm not going to read all the verses, but the first two. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer a sacrifice for sin, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fire that will consume the adversaries. So, if we continue to sin, there is nothing basically that is stopping us. Even forgiveness of the sin, sacrifices for the sins are no longer appropriate because it is of no avail because of the willfulness and stubborn heart of the person who is committing it. Whether it's intercessory prayer on behalf of someone or something other than yourself or warfare, in understanding the spiritual areas affecting God's plan, it is important to be thoughtful in our prayers and in our preparation. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. There are three W's I use when I pray strategically, and I'll share those with you. Who am I to pray for? What will I pray for? And even in the best of times, strategically, to pray. The best time to pray. Who to pray for? Well, the Bible is our source. Um, the Gospels share Jesus' prayer list. Luke 6, 27, 28 says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who persecute you. That is also stated in Matthew 5, 14, and also Luke 6, 28. Matthew 5, 43, 44, Jesus summarizes it this way. You have heard that it is said, you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. The Apostle Paul instructed another group that also is in need of prayer. First of all, he urged them to, in their prayer, supplication, intercessions, and thanksgiving that those would be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Just think about it. If we were praying the prayers that would intercede that we could impact those who were um, given responsibility of leadership over us. For all people, kings and um, people in authority, for presidents, for emperors, for prime ministers. And why do we do that? So we can lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified. So you can search not only the United States, but the world and say, those are targets for our prayers. Another area that is key is praying for our ministers. Our ministers are a prime target of satanic attack. 
many people compare it to when you bowl. You know, if you hit that king pin right in the middle, all of the pins will go down. Well, the same is true and expresses the need to pray for our ministers because there are so many people behind our ministers who are impacted by any shortfalls or any um, things that would cause them to sin or fall from grace. Three ways we can pray for our ministers is one, for protection from spiritual enemies. We've discussed that. Number two, praying for prosperity in ministry efforts, that the efforts that they are choosing to implement, Lord, um, would flourish in his sight and that God would bless them and give them favor. Rather than to tear down and criticize our ministers, try praying for prosperity in their ministry efforts. And finally, provision for their personal needs. Ministers live have to live with inflation, increases in cost of living, um, breaks in employment, all those things that take place in their household. So we pray for protection from spiritual enemies, for prosperity and ministry efforts, and provision in their personal needs. What do we pray for? So we've answered the question, who? What do we pray for? I mean, oftentimes we pray for intangibles, love, wisdom, peace. And most of the time we pray for ourselves. But in strategic prayers, we are rifling and targeting our prayers for specific people and specific situations. Here are a few I've seen and now share with you. The first comes from the Intercessors for America. And they have five strategic prayer points um, to share. The one that begins with, focus our prayers on declaring his purpose rather than fixing our problems. It's easy to get fixated on the issue at hand and forget his ultimate purpose in transformation. Number two, focus our prayers on God's increasing kingdom instead of the world's crumbling system. Apart from Christ, this world will continue to fall apart. We shouldn't be surprised at the failures of man's attempt to secure peace and freedom. God will continue to shake everything that can be shaken in order for the reality of his kingdom to be clearly demonstrated through his people. And you can use Hebrews 12, 27 through 28 as a cross-reference. Number three, address the sin issue instead of fighting the devil. It says dying carcasses on the land, which is sin, and fighting the devil is shooting the buzzards. The only reason our spiritual adversary has any foothold, both personally and corporately, is because of sin and unbelief. Pray for obedient hearts that quickly respond to his word. Pray that they would not only turn from their wicked ways, but demonstrate holy lives that attract heaven. Number four, shift from warfare mentality to presence reality. Warfare mentality, presence reality. And it says, spiritual warfare may be necessary for a season, but it's not intended for a lifestyle. Now, on that, I'll differ. 
because I know that we do live in a fallen world, but I know it is a battleground. But I understand what they're saying because it's a matter of recognizing God's presence and power over any uh, of the efforts of the enemy. Number five, know that our spiritual authority in prayer comes more from who we are than from what we pray. It is not the specific words of our prayer that changes things, but the condition of our hearts and the obedience of our walk. So I found that really interesting and a point to help me understand when I'm looking for what to pray for. It gives me a good mindset. Uh, what the Another um, Christian blogger, who um, has provided support around this same thing of what to pray for is um, hope, joy in Christ. And what she has provided is an acrostic of the things we can pray for. And the acrostic is hearts. Pray for hearts which are softened. E, pray that our spiritual eyes and ears will open to receive and apply the truth God speaks. A, pray that our attitudes will be adjusted to see sin as God sees sin. Or, pray that lives will be released from strongholds, footholds, and snares of the enemy that keep us from following God's full surrender. And T, prayer that lives will be transformed. S, pray that we would stand unified, one, as the body of Christ. So we know who to pray for what to pray for, and I'm going to close with this final one on when to pray. And I'm going to give you a reference, so grab your pencil. And it comes from um, United in Christ Ministries of Canton. And it deals specifically with how to pray during the eight prayer watches. The Bible shows us that there are specific times that we can pray. According to Bible commentaries, the Israelites prayed three times a day, evening, morning, and noon. In Psalm 55, 17, David said he prayed three times a day and believed that God heard him. Also, Daniel prayed three times a day, which also got him in a little bit of trouble. In the Bible, a watch was a period of time in which soldiers were posted at various entry points of their city to look out for danger or trouble, typically at night. Watches were divided into hour shifts, so the city would have guards 24 hours a day. And I think the reading of that book would help you um, see even if you wake up sometimes like in the middle of the night, three o'clock, and you say, why am I waking up? That may be a time that God wants you to lift up petitions for a specific group. And so I'm going to give you these eight prayer watches and recommend that you go on Amazon and buy this book. The first prayer watch is from 6 p. to 9 o'clock p.m. And it deals with healing and thanksgiving. The second prayer watch is from 9 to 12 midnight. And it's for healing God's justice and protection. The third prayer watch is midnight to 3 a.m., which is a time of spiritual warfare. It's also a time for prayer for protection and God's justice. 
Fourth prayer watch is 3 a.m. to 6 o'clock a.m. And if the prayer is focused on Thanksgiving. Fifth hour, 6A to 9 o'clock A, protection and direction. Sixth prayer watch, 9A to 12 noon, salvation and repentance. Seventh prayer watch, 12 noon to 3, protection, forgiveness, and salvation. And the eighth prayer watch is from 3P to 6, which is for boldness. The Holy Spirit, of course, always directs our prayer if we allow him to do so. So when we pray in his, according to his mind and his perfect will, we too can also be positioned as watchmen for prayer. That's it for today, and that concludes our study on strategic prayer. Um, it's quite a bit of information to share, and I invite you to go back and listen and have your pen out and take notes. If you have questions or comments, please let us know, and we will get right with you. The key point on strategic prayer to remember is that we are partners with God in making sure that his will and his way is adhered to. And we do that by listening to him, following the Holy Spirit, and then understanding how to pray, how to use our user guide, how to use our Bible to do that, and to hear the Holy Spirit as he leads us. If you decide today that you would like to join us as we pray strategically for God's will and way, we invite you to uh, join his church, to accept his uh, sacrifice of love for you, and to accept him as your Lord and Savior. We invite you to go to itwministries.org and click on the invitation tab, and it will give you the instruction after that. If you have questions, please contact us, and we'll get right back with you. So, Please share this podcast with your friends and family, and we look forward to you and to being with you on next week on Morning Reflections. Thank you. Have a great day. Be